Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at it. Chuck Show hanging out in the Kia Studios Thursday night with you. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, Annie United, um, some good, some bad. 3-3 draw at home against uh, New England. Now they uh, await to take on LAFC coming up on Wednesday, June 7th. So no match this weekend. They will be on the road, and then uh, they'll be coming home on the 10th on that Saturday against D.C. United. I'll be here. Or sorry, I will be at the uh, the game. So let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy and all things color analyst for Atlanta United, Jason Longshore. You can follow him on Twitter, at Longshoe, and uh, he'll have the call of the match coming up next uh, Wednesday from L.A. Uh, that's a 10 o'clock pregame 10.30 kick, Jason and uh, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the uh, call for all of that. Jason, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes tonight. No, thanks for having me on, as always. Where will they put you up in L.A.? Where are you going to be staying? Don't know yet, actually. Um, this was the game that was supposed to be this weekend, but LAFC is in the CONCACAF Champions League final. Mm-hmm. They lost. Uh, last night, 2-1 in Mexico, and they play Sunday night against Club Leon. And then we see them on Wednesday, which makes it really hard to predict what LAFC we're going to see next week. So, you know, last night, obviously, I mean, is, is this become the stat of the year? I saw this stat that eight goals in the 89th minute or later of matches this season. I mean, is that the most defining stat for Atlanta United this season? There's a bunch of crazy numbers this season when it comes to Atlanta United. Um, these three three draws, I am begging for no more of them this season. Uh, they are exhausting and chaotic and crazy, and we've seen two of them in the last three games. Um this game last night was nuts. I mean, Atlanta United scored goals late this season, too, mm-hmm. and they've conceded goals late this season. When you get into, like, points gained or dropped, and, and Mike Connie had the stat, they're zero. They, they're, they're even this year in terms of points gained and dropped with those late goals because they've won games late and they've lost points late. And this last night, after such a comeback after – a gift of a goal at the beginning, and then you chase the game, you have opportunities, you don't score, you get hit on the other side, didn't defend well, you're down 2-0 at the break, and they get three, and the third one is a wonder goal from Miguel Berry, and then it's wasted in a late goal that, again, it was a defensive breakdown and losing an individual duel. Uh, by the way, Jason, it's Mike Connie, um, just so you know, you pronounce it uh, correctly. So C-O-N-N-I, yes. Um we have to get it right. Um, anyway. I'll, have to, I'll have to practice with you next time. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, look, Jason, you know, it, it will they will have only had one win over the last six weeks. And we know that the start that they got off to was one of the best starts in club history, right? I mean, just, you know, they were fantastic and they were taking care of uh, points at home and this, any other. But it doesn't feel like like that feels like a lifetime ago. It it feels like. You've only won one match in six weeks on the calendar. I, I don't, you know, it just seems like a frustrating stretch here that we're just kind of just a middling kind of team right now over this last month and a half. It's maddening because of what it could be when you look at this overall record out of 16 matches 
Atlanta United's lost four games all year. And you look at, you, you hear that, and that's, that's good. That That is a good number. That's good. Six draws, not good. And some of the draws, late goals to lose games that should be in the win column, not good. The the biggest issue, and and look, we've had this conversation, I feel like, since 2017 when the team launched. This has always been a club that wants to score goals, that, that wants to get numbers forward, that goal scoring is at a premium. I mean, go back to 2019 when Frank DeBoer's team was on an epic winning streak and clean sheet streak, and that was not good. That was not received well because it was low scoring. Well, these games are high scoring, but they're not good enough defensively right now to make 32 goals, most goals in the league, two goals per game, straight up two goals per game. This team defensively right now is not good enough to make that hold up. When you get three goals in a match, and they've done it twice out of the two out of the last three times out, three goals should be three points, and it hasn't been. And that's why you are where you are. But you do have to keep things in mind. Atlanta United is eighth out of 29 teams in MLS right now. They're, they're fifth in the Eastern Conference. They're four points out of second place in the Eastern Conference. As middling as it feels, as frustrating as it feels, a win on Wednesday really changes things up. And that's what you have to keep focusing on if you're in that locker room and you're preparing for these matches when you're at Land United. Jason Longshore on the waitfor.com hotline as we uh, talk about all things Land United as they get ready for LAFC coming up in uh, on Wednesday, sorry, uh, June 7th. I guess the silver lining, though, is is that for Atlanta United, you don't feel like they're out of a match because of Yakimakis nope. and, and some of these you know players that we have that can score on a moment's notice, and they always fight. I mean, they they don't give up. They don't they don't throw in the towel and and let two nothing become four nothing, right? I mean, they they fight, but they can always come back and win. I guess you know that's what we have to point to as far as the silver lining goes, right? Yeah, and that's that's the other element of this that you do have to keep in mind. And I feel like we we talked about it on the road in Orlando at halftime in a game where Atlanta really struggled to, I, I think, get into a rhythm in that one. Orlando played well defensively. Atlanta just kind of struggled until you got into the, the second half of the second half and things started to, to string together. But you have to have that belief this team scored in every game. They they haven't been clean sheeted this season. Um, they're in every match because of Yakamakis, because of Almada, because of that fighting spirit that is in this group. That's why the defensive issues at times are so confusing. And I don't know why that fighting spirit shows up so well in the attacking half of the field. But on that last play last night where Carlos Hill gets an opportunity. He advances. They force him to play the ball out wide. All that's fine. The cross comes in. It's fine. Barata doesn't clear it far. He clears it out of the 18, but it falls to heel. All right. At that stage, talk about fighting spirit the other way. That's where fighting spirit has to show up on the defensive side because you can't let the opponent's best 1v1 player have a 1v1, and that's what he had. Yeah, it's a, it's a clearance that falls to him. You know, it's not like the team just stopped defending entirely, but that ball falls to him. The awareness, the, the, the panic, in, in a way, has to hit 
and players have to go flying out to make heel not be able to get the 1v1 that he wants. He beats Ibarra in the 1v1, and Ibarra has been one of the better players in MLS this season in duels and winning those duels. But he gets beaten a 1v1 with a great player. It shouldn't have been a 1v1. That fighting spirit has to show up on the defensive side as much as it's shown up on the attacking side. So is it a matter of, you know, skill people? Is it a matter of, you know, effort at times on defense? I mean, you know, does something have to change? I mean, not just, hey, we need to play better, but can anything be done to shake up what our defense is? I mean, is there any kind of alignment or anything that we can do differently that, you know, allows us to be a better club? Or does it just come down to want to and effort? I think want to and effort doesn't capture it. And I know that's the easy fallback, and I get it. I totally understand it. But I I don't think you can say that there's effort in part of the field and not effort on the other, and want to in part but not in the other. I think it's that mindset when you're in that situation, the 3-2 game of we can't let them have another shot. And that's a tough transition. When you are a team that is as good as this team is in in the attack and has players and has defenders that love to get forward and contribute in the attack, and everything is based around that side of it, the switch has to be flipped. And it's really easy to say and hard to do in that you have to be that gritty defensive team in those moments where that's what the game calls for. When you start changing personnel, I don't think it's a system thing. I don't think it's a tactical thing. I don't, I'm not buying any of that because when you look at a lot of the metrics about the way this team defends, they're disruptive. Teams don't pass at a high percentage against them. Teams don't get into the final third often against them. They're in the top five in the league in that. They're very good in a lot of defensive metrics, but the few opportunities that they give up too many of them are ending up in the back of the net. And I think when you start to change personnel, you can lose some of what you get on the attacking side that makes this team so good there. And maybe you gain on the defensive side, but you have to gain enough on the defensive side to make up for that. And that's a tough balancing act for a team that, you know, you look at that start and you mentioned it as good as they were in the start. When you started to have injuries, you started to have that international call up week, lose to Columbus and the lineup started to shift a little bit, it's hard to gain that continuity. So when you start to change the lineup, change personnel, searching for something, you can lose more of the rhythm, more of the chemistry, and lose some of the good things that this team has this season as well. That's a really tough balancing act, and I don't think there's an easy answer to it. Last question for you, Jason. Um, Is Yakimakis the best goal scorer that we have seen other than Joseph Martinez? Take Joseph out of it. Nobody's Joseph Martinez, but – is he the best pure goal scorer that this franchise has had other than Joseph? Yes. Uh, that's easy answer, yes. And I think over time he might maintain that kind of a level. I mean, he's on a goal-scoring pace that is ahead of Joseph Martinez mm-hmm. right now. It's very early, early days, early stages. But he's a different kind of player. And I think what he gives you – is some different ways to combine to get into the final third. And he's never going to be a big assist guy. I think Joseph was starting to develop aspects of this in his game. But Yakimakis is really good at combining and working for others. His his team awareness is really strong. 
he'll make a run to open up space for somebody else. He'll lay the ball into space. He'll he'll hit passes with the right amount of pace, um, a hard pass to signal, play faster, a shorter ball to let someone run onto it, things like that. He's a complete player. But in the 18, he's lethal. And to have somebody like that in this group right now, he's been an amazing signing. And it's just when he's on the field, you feel like Atlanta United has an opportunity to score. On Twitter, at Long Shoe, he'll be on the call Wednesday, June 7th. Atlanta United's next match coming up in LAFC. And uh, Jason Longshore, join us on the WaitFor.com hotline. Jason, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes. We will uh, chat again soon. And uh, if I don't talk to you before, then have fun in L.A. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You got it. When we come back, I got to open up the phone lines because I got to – I got to – Help make sense of this, okay? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. I'm going to give you a name that I keep seeing and reading about that the Atlanta Hawks should make a run at. 404-726-0929. I'll tell you what that name is up next and help me make sense of all of this. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. 